Are you looking to get custom merch for your band? PM Star Promotions is producing all types of promotional items such as shirts, hats, stickers, banners, koozies, skate decks, and much, much more. All products are imprinted in the USA and made to last while keeping your cost as low as possible. Need a shirt design or logo made? The PM Star team has over 20 years experience in graphic design to make your ideas come to life. PM Star Promotions is making their way by working alongside with national bands and record labels including Crowbar, Goat Whore, and Ripple Music. To get customized, dependable work or check out the package deals to fit your budget and other exciting offers, please check out our featured collection on Facebook, PM Star Promotions, or visit www.pmstarpromo.com. It's time to get noticed. Give them nothing, but take from them everything. Hello, and welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne. Hi, Bob. And this is... <laughs> Not Bob. Not Bob, sitting next to me. Um, um, I, I am going to say it again, but we are the most dangerous podcast in the planet. In the planet. We're not on the planet. We're inside. It's not really that difficult to be the most dangerous podcast in the planet. I know. It's kind of like all these people are like, Wonder Woman's the... The best movie that that DC has ever put out. Uh, That's not a lot of competition. It's not really hard, and I don't believe that. I don't you believe that. You, know, you think Batman versus Superman is better than Wonder Woman? No, but no, 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 no. I think um, you know the Dark Knight trilogy is better than that. Those don't actually count. People try to make them count. But Why? They but they're in the DC universe. No, the the DC universe <laughs> starts with Man of Steel. So okay, or so you mean like Dark Knight is, you don't is mean specifically like, a Chris Nolan movie. Warner Brothers had nothing to do with it. So what you're trying to say is you mean from that Man of Steel on. is the first Man of Steel is their Iron Man. Okay, I got you. I got you. you no, know. no, I'm talking. I was it, talking put about it to you this way. It's like saying you know. Well, I guess this would be a rum argument. It's like saying that the Nick Fury movie. You know, is one of the first <laughs> movies in the Marvel hey, hey, cinematic universe. Uh, look, for Rum's sake, that Nick Fury movie, man. Yeah, Hasselhoff, that, man. That always. no one saw. That no one gives a shit about. Yeah, true. That you know was not successful. No, it wasn't. It was awful. Uh, it was kind of like the Fantastic Four movie that never made it. You know, the one that didn't. Yeah, that's a Fox production. It's a little more complicated when it's Marvel because Warner Brothers, you know, DC was owned by Warner Brothers for I don't know how long. I'm pretty sure our whole lives. Uh, def- definitely our whole lives. Probably because, so, yeah. Because Batman came out in, what, 87? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think that was, I think that was the first one that came out in so, 80, 86, 87, something like that. So, well, pretty what, much well, our, our whole lives. Well, what about the 60s Batman? I don't know if Warner Brothers owned them. Because uh, I believe the first movie came out in seventy something. I don't remember. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't remember the numbers for those. But, um, but Warner Brothers, uh, DC was owned by Warner Brothers since forever, so they didn't have to make the deals that Marvel did. Right. Marvel was in bankruptcy in ninety nine or two thousand, and the way they got out of bankruptcy was selling film rights to like everything and uh, that's why I mean I think this happened before yeah it definitely happened before but that's why Universal Studios has like uh, a perpetuity contract for for all the Uh, Marvel characters except for certain ones for some real reason right right, reason but everything on the East Coast Disney cannot build a theme park with any Marvel characters except for again certain ones like Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange. I'm not sure why. Um, it's probably all the ones that the recent movies, maybe. No, this no. this has been since the 90s. But oh, okay, okay. But so Marvel made all these deals, um, 
that uh and nobody's seen the contracts for any of them like some of them are movie contracts like fox you know universal studios like i said has a has a contract for the characters for for theme parks um but uh but it's for so fox's deal well fox has the same deal as all the other ones from what i understand it's this they have to make a movie within and i think this is a pretty standard clause but basically they keep the contract they keep the the rights for i i don't know if they're if it's in perpetuity or if it's a specific number of years but they have to meet certain requirements and one of them is that they have to make a movie every certain number of years Hmm. um with each property so X Men, they don't have a problem because there's constantly an X Men movie oh, coming out. Yeah, and there's so many you different know. characters. So. But Fantastic Four has not been successful for them, which is you know. Well, and after that last fucking. Well, that was a last shit. ditch effort. They were trying to, and I I, I don't know what's going to happen to that franchise after that. They can't really make another Fantastic Four movie, and they don't really know how to anyway. Like it's, it's kind of a shame because it, it's a really good property. It's a good property, but a lot of people don't understand it. It's not the Fantastic Four isn't a superhero story. It's it's an adventure story, right? Um, they're explorers. That's that's what the, like instead of fighting Doctor Doom, which you know, I mean, people want Doctor Doom in it, but they should really be like exploring. They could make a Fantastic Four time travel movie, and, and it would be, would watch it'd be it. incredible. Yeah, but it's it's about exploration, but um, but that's why. Punisher is back with Marvel because I forget who I think it was Sony head Punisher I think for the last film I think I'm not sure but um but they they never saw the last one so I don't know uh Warzone yeah uh I haven't seen it either but I think you'd like it it's pretty shocky that's what I hear it's pretty entertaining like it's just you know lots of violence and shit you know Mm. shit like that um but uh but they couldn't they couldn't do anything with it and so it's the same thing with daredevil daredevil they they i forget the, uh, the guy who made the a-team movie had put out a treatment where he wanted to do like a 70s um what do they call it uh it's like a specific kind of homage or something. No, like uh, forget it's it's like Grindhouse, but it's not. I can't think of the term. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, but there's a specific type of movie that he was trying to do, and he put out this trailer that he had made, um, to kind of give people an idea of what he wanted to do, and it looked really really cool, you know. And um, of course, but, nothing ever happened. Well, it didn't appear until a couple of months before. Uh, the contract was due to run out, and basically the clock ran out before they could come uh, together on a deal, um, which worked out. I mean, the Marvel the, the, Netflix series, dude, the TV show is incredible. You know, and it's it's probably better than what that would have been, even though I would have liked to have seen that film. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so I mean, that's that's how all that stuff works. I don't mm. know how we got started on this in the first place, but. <laughs> I don't even remember either. I don't know where where the fucking the rabbit hole started. Oh, we were talking about like Warner Brothers, but yeah. So, so the difference between DC and Marvel is that Marvel has to have different universes because they, in order to get themselves out of a hole, they had to sell off the rights to Fox and, and gotcha. Sony and yeah, all these yeah, places. Yeah. Like if they, if if Disney, you know, had been willing to buy them out in the early two thousands. They never would have sold the rights to Spider-Man, right? You know, and certainly X-Men and all that, you know. And like now they're building a universe where they, well, the TV side is where like the Inhumans or the X-Men, and uh, but they much rather have their the ability to make an X-Men movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you know, I was talking. I I sat down and remember we talked. We said I didn't have anything to talk about, but you know, I lied. I actually sat down. You do that a lot. I know. I, I forgot about this, but I sat down You're and kind watched of a dick, the, uh, Bob. <laughs> I watched the um, a uh, before we get in that. If you haven't noticed, we don't have anybody else but us two. We're all alone. That happens a lot lately. I know they hate us. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, anyway, but they'll be back. I'm sure. I don't blame them. Me either. Um. But anyway, I sat down and uh, was flipping through Netflix and was just. Uh, just whatever see what was new dr strange is on there i didn't actually see it yet so i'm gonna watch that hmm. um and is ant-man on there uh i don't know i didn't look it up i have to look it up and see 
Um, but it was weird because ne- actually normally stuff like that would pop up as new, like it's in there. But I had to actually search because huh. I saw somebody say that Doctor Strange was in it, so I just went to look, and it was there. So I, and I, it's not the animated movie. No, no, it's, it's a new one. It's pretty real. But um, anyway, so I sat down and I saw another. I saw a documentary, and to the life of me, it doesn't. I didn't even know what the name of it was, but I decided to click it and read the description. It's actually a documentary on how and what happened when um, they made the movie The Island of Dr. Monroe, Dr. Monroe. Like all the chaos and insanity that went on with that production. Like, Yeah, I've told you about this movie. Yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. is about the director that quit mm-hmm. and like ended up living Hiding in the, in the hills. woods and shit. Yeah. Well, they actually have footage of all that shit and they show all that. Yeah, they eventually found him. Yeah, well, the the crazy stuff about it was like it wasn't him that that he couldn't keep a grip. It was like his first. It was it was Kilmer and and, and Brent Marlon Brando. Yeah, they were fucking horrible, like insane. Mm-hmm. Like um, Brando would change the script, like as they were reading it, mm-hmm. and and uh, like there was one guy. And have you seen the movie? I've seen parts of it. All right. Well, there there was a character. Uh, I think his name was Miling in the in the movie, and uh, the Monkey Man. Uh, yeah, I think so. It was the guy that was always supposed. To, it was like he's like the the little the weird that, midget. Not version. the not the little midget guy. It was the guy who wore the white clothes, and he was all he was the one that was the most well spoken out of all the I didn't see that part. The animal people. Well, he was supposed to be the midget guy's part. Uh-huh. Where the midget guy was, that's where this guy was supposed to be through the whole movie. Well, Brando the guy's German okay the guy was German so he, he walks Brando walks up to this guy and, and and goes to speak to him and says so you're the German actor and he's like yeah yeah I am and so he starts with his garbled you know you can't understand Brando to, in the begin with to talk to him in German and the guy was like I, I, I don't know what you're saying you know and he goes oh come on you don't know what I'm saying I'm speaking in German to, to you you know so he does it again and the guy goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, and he says, I have no idea what Brando was telling me, you know. And he goes, bullshit, you don't know what I said. Let me try one more time. And he says it again. And the guy, he's just like, I, I have no idea. And then a little somebody else spit out what Brando was trying to say. And he goes, see, that guy knows what he's talking about. You know, well, to make a long story short, he did the same thing to the little guy. The little guy was Spanish or Mexican. And couldn't speak a lick of English. So Brando walked up to him and, and did the, the garbled whatever. And the other guy, the German guy, was there. And he's, like, looking at him. And the little midget guy just looks at him and says, See, yeah, you know, like that. And then the, <laughs> Brando just looks at him and says, I like this guy. I want him next to me all the time through the whole movie. So basically, that little dude, by saying see, <laughs> right. took that guy's role, you know, and... and, and it's just unreal like all the brando had the idea to have the little guy dress up exactly like him and wear the fucking weird ice cap thing and yeah uh, and then there was like um the finally with the director i think the makeup was his idea too Mm -hmm. well the weird thing is he came out like he wasn't supposed to look like the way he did he came out in like cheesecloth and white paint on his face and people were just like what the fuck is going on you know because that wasn't his whole like he did that in his dressing room i i heard a lot of the stuff on the um island of dr moreau episode of how did this get made oh no shit yeah because they do like research and like discuss like weird shit it was so incredible it's such a this is a documentary i really wanted to see but i've just not got never gotten around seeing it it's really really good um, and the poor bastard who directed it, who was going to direct it at first, he's only did two movies prior, and they were low budget budget movies that he did on his own. One was called Hardware, and I can't remember the other one was called something Dust or something. And um, so, of course, he was very. I mean, dude, you giving a guy the forty million dollars to produce a movie, and you dealing with all these big stars. James Wood is actually supposed to be in that movie, but he dropped out. And then there was, of course, um, it was supposed to originally it was supposed to be Brando, James Wood, and Bruce Willis. 
Bruce Willis had to drop out because of the the fact that him and Demi Moore were getting divorced at the time, and he couldn't leave the country to to go deal with everything else. So he dropped out, and that's how Val Kilmer got the spot. And uh, but yeah, man, it was so weird. Like they found like these two extras or guys that got they got fired and they got brought back. And they, these two guys were decided they had to go. They went somewhere down the road. Then they 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 saw like some like campfire, and they were like, "What the fuck is this down here?" And they went down, and and it was the fucking dude, the the original director. After he yeah. left, he, he went he went crazy. Basically, what he did was instead of like they were supposed to bring him to the airport, so they brought him to the airport, and instead of him getting on the airplane, he just fucking walked away and just disappeared and like the people were calling the guys go where did where is so and so where'd you bring him I'm like we brought him to the airport man you know I don't, well he's not on his plane he hasn't arrived you know and then like like i said he they found him in the woods and the crazy thing the the, the most insane moment of this shit was that dude went back to the film with those people as an extra and dressed up as one of the monsters and got in there because he was against his contract if he ever if he was anywhere near that they would have shut down the whole project they said so he dressed up they kept him in a fucking one of the hotel rooms and like because they were all friends with the guy you know they would so it was bizarre man it was bizarre but it was really good documentary dude. if you get a chance to watch it man i think you should watch it it's, it's awesome it was really, yeah. it was really interesting, you know. I mean, I, I knew there was a lot of fucked up things about that movie, but I really didn't know. I think what broke him, if I remember right, was uh, Kilmer and Brando were like at odds, and Kilmer was like, "He's not going to be outshining me," like that kind of shit. Basically, uh, Kilmer wouldn't come out of his uh, dressing room until Brando did and then Brando wouldn't come out of his dressing room until Kilmer did so there was like several days that extras and people were dressed in full four hour makeups like these these guys sat there forever putting these makeups on for days that these dudes wouldn't come out of their trailer you know and and they got ruined all that you know I mean they fucked that guy up pretty bad you know yeah I mean mean, God only knows what that movie would have been if they would have actually been decent human beings and not idiots it probably would still been been a piece of shit but well you know i mean the poor guy i mean i'm sure when he got that job he was probably like you fucking kidding me like i'm directing marlon brando and val kilmer right right this was val kilmer back then not val kilmer now you know yeah he went from mad mardigan to fat mardigan (laughs) Uh, oh god he went from what was his name in fucking was it ace Mm-hmm. In uh, to, I think so. Yeah, yeah. No ice, ice. I was Ice Man. Yeah, I think it was Ice, ice Man. man. All, right, all right, to the blob. I guess he was the bad guy, right? He was the well, not, not the bad not guy. The bad. He, was, he, was, he was the asshole. He was the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like Ice Man or something like that. Yeah, Ice Man. I don't fucking know. It could have yeah. been Ice Box. <laughs> no, now he's refrigerator. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, yeah good, I really wanted good. to say that it was good, dude. I think you should check it out. It's on Netflix now, so I mean, you can you can check it out. It's good. I did watch that other documentary you told me about the uh, Canon Films one. Oh, it's pretty good, huh? A lot of titties on it. Oh, I mean, I was like super titty. I get it. But I was like, this is excessive. It was like titties know. everywhere. It's like it's weird to watch a documentary like halfway right through. You're like, I kind of I kind of need to go beat off now. <laughs> right? It was yeah. like it was like. Like, Canon was, like, pushing, like, porn limits at one point. Oh, yeah. I mean, they knew what they were doing. I mean, you got the... What was that one movie with the chick that you saw everywhere, but she never became famous? Uh, Life Force, where she's just topless the whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, it was, like, about, an, that movie, it was about an alien succubus that they yeah. found on a space station. Love that movie, dude. And she just walks around with her tits out, like, the whole fucking movie. I, I, guess, I guess I love it because I was probably, like, you know, four... No, nah, I was probably... Younger than that, maybe twelve. I mean, I hear you. I mean, when look, that movie came out, Ski School will forever right, right. You know, <laughs> be burned in your head. The first, uh, I was like that. I don't. Was that the first? I don't. I never remember what the first movie was that I saw tits in. It was one of three things. It was either Ski School. I actually don't think it's Ski School. No, I, dude, I could tell you what it is. Uh, that be. or DC Cab or Coming to America. I it, bet it was Porky's. I. Don't know if I ever saw the R-rated version of that. Oh, really? I remember that was I? that was the first <laughs> that I can remember in the top of my head that that was the first 
like bush and titties that I saw in a movie. If I did, I saw it later. I, I mean, I, I do have a fetish from that movie, but I don't really remember much of that movie. I yeah, remember yeah. I remember the, the fucking uh, glory hole scene. Right, of course you do. And I remember the thing where they ended up out in the woods and they were they ended up running for their lives. <laughs> yeah, where, the, where, the, where their friends decided to get that big black Was that dude. at Porky's? No, 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 no. Because no. wasn't Porky's like a strip club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like a strip club far off. But no, their, their friend, this, they were like, yeah, man, we, we got this... Uh, we got this woman. She'll she'll do us all, you know. She'll do us all. We just got to go to her house, you know. When her old man's not home, she's like she's freak, you know. Mm-hmm. But they actually set it up. It was it was uh it was a prostitute that they paid, and they got a black big old black dude that they knew, and they paid him, and they threw blood on him, and and had two of them fall out of the room like they were dead, and had him come out, motherfucker, what you doing? He chasing them all out the woods. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's when the was it was it. Woogie woogie! When the guy was drunk, I, I oh, I'm not I, like I said. I don't remember much of that movie. I remember those two scenes vaguely. Um, no, that was Porky's two that they did the grave thing. That's where the woogie boogie thing came okay. from. Porky's two. Uh, but I think it might have been coming to America was the first pair of tits I saw. I nice when yeah. uh, the girls were bathing him. Yeah, when yeah. the royal penis was cleaned. Yeah, that was great. That yeah. was a great line. I was like, and it's such a. <laughs> Like it's a weird thing because like that's a fantastic movie. Oh yeah, that is the only R-rated scene in it, really. Yeah. Like when you get down to it, like it's there for no reason other than I'm sure we need like, to see some titties. No, I I don't think it was that. I think it was Eddie Murphy was just like, well, what would a prince do? He'd probably have royal whores that like wash his cock for him. Well, you know what? Maybe that was actually his bathtub, and he was just like, you know what? Let's just film in here. And he, that's what happened. At that moment, he was one of the hottest people out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't dude, think he was so. that rich, though, yet. I think he, I think it was around the time he was he was getting a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, because... like, even with Beverly Hills Cop 2, I don't think he had, like, a huge cause, payday. Because it was trading places, then he did that one. And then he did... I'm not sure. I mean, I know his first one was, then he uh, to was the Hills Nick Cop. Nolte movie. No, no, no. What Nick Nolte? Oh, yeah. Uh, 48 uh, Hours. 40, it was 48 Hours, then Beverly Hills Cop... Probably Trading Places after that, and then Beverly you Hills Cop too. I, th- I thought Trading Places would have been before that because it's. I think Beverly Hills Cop he got specifically because of, uh, because of um, Forty Eight Hours, because I think the director had something to do with it. Oh, okay, okay. But, um, so yeah, I I'm pretty sure um it was Forty Eight Hours that got him. Got the, it made? Uh, you mean like Billy Ray Valentine? That was no, that was Billy Ray Valentine was in the fucking other movie. No, I think it's no Billy Ray was from Trading Places. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just uh, I can't remember what the character was from. But uh, um, but originally Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to star Sylvester Stallone, and Sylvester Stallone like bowed out for some reason, and they they said, well, you know, Beverly, uh, I mean Eddie Murphy, you know, he did pretty good in Forty Eight Hours, and they. And he had a ride star, so they put him in Beverly Hills Cop. Right, and, right. Uh, it was a few years later they did Beverly Hills Cop too, which was good. And you know they're still supposed to be making a four. Yeah, but that's been well. Actually, I'm not sure. I that the Beverly Hills franchise has been all over the place. And honestly, like after three, they probably should have just left it alone because three was terrible. Um, which one was three again? Three was the one that basically did a mock up of Disneyland. Oh yeah, with fucking Uncle Uncle something as the as the guy's name instead of like Walt I don't Disney. remember, but Hector Elizondo was Ooh, took over for right. uh, for uh, your boy. Um, Which I don't know why he wasn't in the film. I, I don't think he I think died. he decided he didn't want to be in it. I don't think he died yet. I think it was as simple as that. He just didn't want to do it. He was like um, he read the script. And was like this is he might trash. have. It was it was really bad. And like and people had been waiting like a decade for that movie, um, but. At one point, I don't know if it's out there or what, but at one point they so they were gonna do Beverly Hills Cop Four and then like something fell through. Like I guess they could get the script right and they were like, Hey, why don't we do a Beverly Hills Cop T V show that Eddie Eddie'll do a couple of episodes of, but it'll be about his son. And that never went through. I think they made a pilot at least. I don't really? know I don't know if it I don't know if it made it to the air or not, but um uh you know, it's something I'd have to sit there and Google or something like that, but but yeah, it's it's pretty. I, I I mean, some things they just need to leave alone, honestly. And 
I understand from an Eddie Murphy perspective, like he needs a Eddie who, uh, huh? Eddie who? I said Eddie Murphy. It sounded like you said Eddie Murphy, but that's all right. I like Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh, whatever, Bob. <laughs> Quit being a dick, Bob. Hey man, hey man, I got I got to do a little bit, you know. Quit being a Bob, dick. <sighs> anyway, uh, Eddie Murphy. So, but I mean, like I saw Friday, I saw the 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 new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And uh, it was like, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And then there's a little credit sequence at the end that kind of implies some things and could be like a sequel. But I was just thinking like, even if I was down with this idea, like you had like a really good ending to this series. Like the fourth one was, wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just kind of there. They just put it together, make one. Yeah. Well, no, you could tell. You could tell with the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean that they were trying to, like, really breathe new life into the franchise. No, they didn't want closure. They wanted to be like a franchise because, like, all these studios, they they're trying to like reignite franchises and make new ones and stuff like that. You right, know, because right, right. um, they need the money because original properties they're they're not willing to bet on them. So, uh, but the problem was like with the fourth one was like Jack Sparrow is kind of a sidekick character. Like he's more popular than the other characters, but he's the comedy relief. He's not the main character, and so they made a movie where he was the main character, and like the two people who sort of took, were supposed to take the place of Orlando Bloom and Kara Knightley, kind of. I mean, they they weren't horrible, but they were just very uninteresting. Right, 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 right. And um, so it just it just didn't work. You know, it was too much Johnny Depp. Too much of these like boring characters that barely had any personality. One guy was just like he was just a priest, and that was his whole personality. Then was like a mermaid that he was falling in love with. That was whole her whole personality. Oh, all right, I remember. I do remember that one now. I, I was trying to remember what movie the fourth one was. The fourth one was basically Penelope Cruz plays the daughter of Blackbeard. Right, right, you right. Know? And then I mean, and your I boy from Deadwood was really good as Blackbeard. I was saying I, he died, didn't he, recently? I don't think so. Was Somebody from Deadwood recently just passed away. I think so, but it wasn't him. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but, but he was really good. He was really good. Was awesome. And you know, Penelope Cruz was good. It's not that it wasn't any a bad of the, you cast. know, uh your boys Barbosa was was really good. Every it, but but it was like some of the side characters just didn't they make didn't the movie. Feel, yeah. And the story just wasn't quite there. It just felt kind of weird like, "Oh, here's that's supposed to be Will Turner, but it's, it's kinda, not Will Turner." It's going to be forced, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just like they didn't really get it right. And then when that ended, like people were just like, oh, okay, I guess, you know. And when they announced there was going to be a fifth one, a lot of people just went, uh, you know, like maybe not. And then the trailer for the fifth one was really good. And I was all of a sudden, I was more excited for this movie than I am for Star Wars. You know? Wow. Wow. You know, um, I, I really dug, like, just from the trailer, I really dug the Salazar character. I thought that was cool. Well, looking. Javier Bardem is, like, one of the best actors in the, on the planet. Yeah, he's and, fucking incredible. And he was really, really good as the villain in this, you know. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, it's, uh, like, if, you, if you're if you really familiar with the Pirates movies, like, the originals, it's, it, it definitely, like, felt like the original one. Like, there's a lot of, like, like, cheesiness that doesn't make, like, there's a lot of stuff, like, Here's a magic MacGuffin that tells them it magically how to get to the place that no one else has gotten to. Like, there's a lot of just shit, shit like, like that, yeah. how, wait, how do you know that? Like, um, like legend, like, okay, like Javier Bardem's characters, they're stuck in those, uh, like, like little mountain fortress kind of, yeah. like they're, they're cursed to be there. And they're like, the only thing that can release us is this. It's like, how, how do you know that? Right, like, right. Have like there wasn't, here? was there a fucking magic hermit that was sitting there? It was like, <laughs> by the way, you're cursed to be stuck here until this happens, you know. And there's, there's just no reason for it, but that's like, but you don't really care because it's like it's a pirates movie. It's right, kind of right, silly. Right, right. And that's why <clears throat> somebody was asking me, like, uh, my friend uh, Nick Branch from Diz After Dark was like, I don't understand why it got such the hammering it did, and I was like, well, I do, like it's pretty shitty movie like like it's, it's not like it's well 
done. It's terribly written. You're talking about the the fourth one? No, the the the, the current one. Oh, like, okay. It's, right. it's it's just that it's it feels like a pirate's movie and it's fun. Right, right, right. And that's what you know. And and critics don't look at that. They don't they don't adjust for like inflation in a way. Like the reason that like the Oscars never nominate a, a comedy movie is because the people who who do the Oscars think of themselves as like thespians instead of fucking assholes who collect a paycheck to be in movies which is what they are right you know and critics are the same way critics critics and i I am a critic you know but critics all want to be writers that's why like you have this whole thing of like critics that write these eloquent diatribes about films and it's like you're reviewing a piece of art. You're not writing a piece of art, right? right. But they want to be that. Pu- they want to be involved in. It. It's like that thing, like you know, uh, those who can't do teach, those who can't make films, review them. Yeah, and those who can't do anything, <laughs> podcast. I'm pretty good at those, but I'm, I'm being I'm being sarcastic. I know. Shut about, the fuck about, up. about some asshole. But um. But anyway, but but my whole point was that uh, we're just trying to fucking like knee fuck me. What you're like rubbing your knee against no, me? It's dude. like it's weird. I'm trying to like move my foot. Um, sure. Don't hate it. Anyway, <laughs> but but yeah, but like I really enjoyed the new pirates movie. I cool. recommend people see it. But when that, I, I, I knew there was an after credit sequence, so I sat there and I just watched it. And I went, uh, like, you well, know. they're gonna do it. You know, they're gonna pull another one. I won't. I won't bitch and moan if it comes out, especially if it turns out to be good. Because like one thing, so. This is kind of a spoiler, but not really, because you see, they didn't really show him in the trailers, but people had talked about it, and in the first five minutes of the movie, Orlando Bloom shows up. Well, yeah, I knew, I knew he was going to be in the movie. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's weird because it seems like it's supposed to be the central plot, but it quickly becomes just a subplot, but basically, Will Turner's son wants to free his dad of this curse. Right, right, right. And actually, what's really weird is... <coughs> It's almost the same thing as Pirates 2, where he wanted to res- save his dad. It's from the, pretty uh, much the same thing, and here's why. Like, there's a weird part to it that they don't really explain. So, do you remember how the third movie ended? Uh, I, like I said, they're all jumbled in my head. So I don't okay, remember. so at the end of the third movie, Will Turner becomes the, the captain of the Flying Dutchman. Right. That's supposed to tour the seas and, like, collect souls at sea and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Um... But because he's the captain now, it's supposed to be like the curse is lifted and they're all good men again. Correct. Like they're no longer like weird sea creatures who are cursed. And um, but as long as he fulfills his duty, like one day at sea, ten years on the yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and his dad is like his assistant captain, whatever they call it. Co-captain, deputy captain. What yeah. what the fuck is it? Liz lieutenant, I guess. Lieutenant. I, guess. I don't know. Lieutenant. Yeah, there you go. So, um, but when the movie starts, like, there's this weird, like, so the sun. Again, this isn't really a spoiler. It just happens in the first few minutes. The sun goes out to sea. Like he he maps out where his dad's gonna be. He straps. This is really kind of fucked up for a kids movie. He straps his leg to a bag full of rocks. And jumps into the water. Like, so... To drown himself? That's the impression that you get, but basically he had mapped out where the Flying Dutchman was going to be. Ah, I got you. So he can sink down to yes, the Yes, he needed to get back down far enough. And you figure that pretty quickly, but it's still like, what the fuck is going on? Like, right. like this is a fucking nine-year-old. Get her to drown You know? Himself. So, uh, he sinks... And again, this isn't a spoiler. This is the first few minutes of the movie. So he sinks down, and then, like, you're like, well, what the fuck is he going to do now? He can't breathe. And so, at that moment, the Flying Dutchman jumps up into the air, because I guess his dad sensed that he was there gotcha, or something like gotcha, that. Gotcha. Takes him up. And, uh, yeah, and he's like, well, they, they changed the kid's name to Henry, so he's not like William the Third or something like that, you know? But he's just like, Henry, what are you doing here? Like, you can't be here. And uh, he's like, no, Dad, I want to be with you. Like, I figured out a way to lift your curse, you know? I just got to go find the MacGuffin. And he's just like, son, you need to give this up. Like, this is this is my life. I'm, you know, I love you, but I'm I'm sorry. And then he has a moment where he goes, "Fuck you, dad." No. <laughs> <laughs> Will Turner has a moment where he goes, "They've sensed your presence. You have to leave now." And there's it's there's just a whole ominous thing. I was like, "Are they gonna fucking try to kill the kid?" Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's this very weird moment that feels like a subplot that is never fucking explored. And I don't know if that's just 
if they just forgot about it, like, or they cut it out. Because sometimes with movies that have multiple writers, and I think this movie had either two or three, but I don't. Sometimes they're like writers collaborating with each other. Like right, right, the right. first Pirates movie had, I think, I think it was, I think the first three had two two writers that that okay. worked with each other. But so it wasn't like one wrote one and then one like rewrote it or anything like that. But so I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, but. And I, it could just be in my imagination. Maybe that wasn't meant to imply anything, but like it was just really, really weird. <laughs> it's odd. But basically, so the movie features Orlando Bloom, and this isn't really a spoiler. It happens at the end, but if you didn't figure this out, I'm sorry. You're not you're not a bright person. <laughs> Kiera Knightley shows up at the end, <gasps> no. but she shows up at literally like the last minute. And and by the way, like my dick was like had half mass. I was like, damn, Kiera Knightley still looks good. I mean, she's not that old. She's probably, I'm sure she's younger than we are. But um, Kiera Knightley, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, she's younger than we are. But she looks good. She looks oh, good yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah. But like, she was like, I think she was like 16 when she made the first pirate movie. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah she, was, she was. She was really young. She was she really, was really young, young. Yeah. But um, and so we're spoiler watching. Alert. So. <laughs> I was like, it ended really satisfyingly, and I was like, oh, good, like, they get to be together, finally, after, like, two decades, because, like, that movie came out in 2003. I was in, I was in Arizona. I saw it, like, they had, like, a weird campus showing at the Northern Arizona University, where I was For the third one, right? Yeah, no, the first one. The first one, okay, yeah. I was in Flagstaff, this was 2003 it came out, so this is 2017, it's been 14 years, and, um... So it was like finally like a really satisfying ending for like that that series, uh, but at the same time I was kind of like, yeah. I kind of wanted to see more of both of them, but like in particular Kiara Knightley. Well, like, of course, of course she did. I don't even know she has a line. She like she runs to him and like they embrace. It's probably CGI. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it could be. But um, but yeah. So like if they did another one, I feel like I'd be like, um, uh, okay, like I'll give it a chance, but. But if they fuck it up, then it's just going to be like, why didn't you why'd just end it with the last again? movie? Why'd y'all do that? Uh, so just to clear things up, all right? Just to clear things you up. You Google Beverly Hills Cop? I did, I did. 1982 was 48 Hours. That was his first film. Okay. Second film he did was Trading Places in 1983. Okay. Then there was two weird ones that I've never heard of. Uh, the best, best, of the laugh, best of Laugh Off he was on. That's probably some type of competition like and then and then he was on something in a movie called uh best defense in 1984 he played lieutenant something some bit piece i've never heard of that me either and then uh Babylon's cop 2 came out in 84 then he joined saturday night live and then uh wait no yeah he joined saturday night live before 48 hours oh 1980 he joined saturday night live yeah, that's, that's how he got the job like yeah. he, that that's where his star started to rise because he he was on the season that came <clears throat> I want to say it was two seasons after the original cast left, mm-hmm. and like there was like a weird year where like the original no. cast left and Lorne Michaels left, and so like there was a weird year where nobody was watching. Right. It. And then the next year, I think Eddie Murphy was part of the cast, and that's when it blew up. Yeah. Well, he was kind of the standout, and people tend to hate those seasons. But I've seen those seasons; they're actually pretty funny. It was like mm-hmm. Joe Piscopo, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Right. Louis Dreyfus was was still on the was on the cast then. Uh, she actually, her husband, and I think she's still with Brad Hall was also on it. And there was a lot of like really good stuff. Uh, Joe Piscopo used to be really. I don't know why he became unfamous. Joe Piscopo was fucking hysterical, dude. He was one of my favorites for mm-hmm. a long time. But he never developed like a movie career or anything like that after it. And um, but, but, like but, Sidekicks was like the last movie he did. Really? Hey, he's probably done other stuff that nobody recognizes him from. But, uh, but before that, um, um, before Beverly Hills Cop Two, though, he did Golden Child. I love uh, that movie. Yeah, and then it was I Be- own that movie. Then it was Beverly Hills Cop, and then uh, Coming to America was in '88. And of course, there's fucking okay. You know, '89 is Harlem Nights. Uh, another 48 Hours was in 1990. Which I didn't think it was in ninety. It's kind of a movie that everyone forgets because it was very forgettable. Yeah. But nah, so that was coming to America was probably right around the time he was starting to make real money. Yeah, you know. And then he made Vampire Brooklyn. No, he might have. He might have <laughs> made money before that because the thing because he probably got a big payday off of like Raw and um. Oh, I'm sure he did after the stand. What was the other uh, one? Delirious. Raw, Raw and Delirious. Yeah. yeah. Those were fucking hysterical, man. Yeah. Well, they were. Uh, 
were those the first like true comedy concert films? Yeah, that them too. And then uh, uh, Pryor did one that was really big for. A yeah, while. but was it in was it in theaters? No, uh, uh-uh. no, no, no. Because Raw and Delirious were in theaters. Yeah, those were the first two I believe yeah. that were actually out in a movie theater, uh, which was really cool. Uh, those were fucking funny, man. God, he was a funny dude. What mm-hmm. the fuck happened to him? I know what happened to him. Shrek happened to him. No, it's very simple. Like, comedians... Like, there's been different phases of, like, comedy. And, like, one of them was the development deal phase where comedians started thinking of themselves as actors. Yeah. Because they started, like, getting offers to be like, oh, like, you're really good in this comedic role, so let's put you in movies. Cool. Kind of like musicians did now. Like, with the rap guys, all of them are, like, trying to get into movies instead of doing music. Right. Yeah. Um, But a lot of those guys are also making their own shit, too. Yeah, yeah, but you know what Which I mean. Which is a little bit different. You know but, I mean. but basically, for a comedian to... Like, what makes comedy work is the interaction with the audience. That's how you know what's funny, by playing against the audience. And when you stop doing stand-up, you lose touch with what's funny. Like, Eddie Murphy isn't funny anymore because he doesn't... He's lost touch with reality. He lives in Eddie Murphy land. Right. And, you know, there was a... It was right next to Eddie Murphy. um, You know the white guy that... You know the white guy that... um. Kyle mentions that's like the writing partner of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't guy, know. I don't guy, know what his name is, but I know he, he mentions him all the time. Right. I can't think of his name right now, but um, he was talking one day about when him and and Dave met Eddie Murphy, and they were hanging out with him, and he was like, "Man, like, why don't why don't you do stand up anymore, dude? Like, why don't you come back? You know, like it would be amazing. Like, people would lose their minds." And um, he gave them, like, kind of a half-true answer, but the real reason is basically this. Eddie Murphy's not funny anymore. If he tried to do stand-up, it's kind of like when you watch a wrestler who's past his prime. Yeah. It's like you remember, like, Ric Flair as being the Ric Flair of his heyday. Yeah, then you see him now, and you're like, what the fuck? Right. All he would do, if he if he never does stand-up again, he'll always be remembered as the guy who did Raw and Delirious. Yeah. If he goes, goes and starts doing stand-up now... He's going to be the guy who fucked up his career by doing... Right. Yeah. You know? And he's already kind of at the point where, like, after the tranny shit and all that... Well, he did the tranny. He did... Then that album came out that was terrible. What album? I don't know. He made a record that was fucking awful. You talk about the one where he was like, my girl wants to party all the time. That was in the 80s. I know, but... That that was was before the trannies. The trannies was, like, in the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was around the time Hugh Grant did a tranny. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. How does Hugh Grant do a tranny over the girl he was married to because these people he wasn't married to her but elizabeth was Liz, hurley oh my god these people sad are given everything yeah like anything they want like you don't even have to when you're that famous you don't have to be rich you like people will give you shit you know and um just gonna so have so like when you have everything like your pleasure centers start to burn. Like you're, you're not really designed to constantly just have good things happen to you because it starts to feel like nothing. Yeah. So at some point, like these people, like they're not necessarily gay. I'm sure many of them are, but I think they're just like, I don't just like fuck a tranny. You know, to have that problem, you know, where all day long good things happen to me. I wouldn't want that life. I'd, I just would like to be successful. Yeah, me too. That's what I'd I'm like, saying. I'd know. like something like this to be financially viable. You know, yeah, viable so that like I wouldn't have to be looking at getting another job part time yeah. and shit like that, and like barely making ends meet. Like that's, uh, I want to be able to take trips without having to think about it and shit like that. You know, so it's, I mean, whatever. You know, but every every life has its own problems. And, right. And even though that's a fucking silly problem to have, you know, the reality is that's, you know, if you're not, if you're not a particularly wise person, things like that happen, you know? So, I mean, that's all it is. It's like, there's people like, you know, that I'm sure Harrison Ford doesn't like go, you know, fuck trannies and shit like that because, you know, like he lives a quiet life. He has like a ranch. He flies helicopters, which is crazy in and of itself, but 
you know, but there's people who live good lives that are that famous, but just don't have any interest in being part of that. Right, right. You know, well, it's good though. I mean, you know, it's people to look up to. You know, nobody's gonna look up to fucking Hugh Grant, except for, I don't know. No, he's pretty short, dude. Liz Hurley. No, he's pretty short, dude. Supposedly, she fucked Bill Clinton too. Really? Damn. Oh, you Bill. never heard that story? Go ahead, Bill. Seriously, you never heard that story? No, fuck no. I know. Um. Idea. What's the drugged out guy who was in um, who was in uh, Reservoir Dogs? The guy that's like constantly in rehab. In Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. Um, uh, Steve, not with Steve Buscemi, huh? No, he's a little chunkier. Like he was, he was a bigger actor in the nineties. I can't. Think Harvey of Keitel? No, no, no. Oh, oh, he's dead. Uh, Sean Penn's brother. Um, no, that's the only one that I that was chunky. Fuck, what is his name? Chris Penn? No. I can't think of his name, but um, uh, it's this actor that's constantly... I think he was in, like, Dr. Drew's rehab. Really? <coughs> yeah. God, I can't think of any of the guy's names. He was also in um, the World War II movie with uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, it was in Saving Private Ryan as well. Mm, uh, Fuck. Just um, keep going. I'll figure it but out. basically... The dude was, uh, off, well, I'd say off his meds, but technically on his meds again, and did an interview where he revealed... Michael Madsen? Mike, no. Oh, Michael Madsen. It was another one. Okay. So you keep going. Michael Madsen's the guy that you met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not him. Um, At this point, the guy's like more famous for being like on drugs than... Uh, just Google Liz Hurley, Bill Clinton, and you know, love affair or something, but, or affair, but basically the guy revealed like he, I think he either used to date Liz Hurley or he hung out with her and he met in like, he was in the white house one day and Bill Clinton was like, look, can you, uh, you get Liz Hurley on the phone? And he was like, yeah, why? Cause I think her and Hugh Grant had just broken up. Right. 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 And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, so he, he, calls her up and he's like Liz somebody wants to talk to you and you know he puts him on the phone and he's like hi Liz this is the president of the United States of America there's a plane waiting for you at LAX get on it and so she did and she flew from like LA to Washington DC for some party and like they started like basically like fucking on the side crazy and dude. supposedly like clinton broke it off because he was falling in love with her <clears throat> which he couldn't do like there's all kinds of talk about like how the clintons operate like supposedly they have an arranged marriage not not an arranged marriage uh they have an arrangement within their marriage where she's in it like for because she's wasn't no one likes hillary clinton like no shit. Like no matter how many feminists tell you otherwise, nobody fucking likes her. He's a dipshit, but he's a well-intentioned one with a lot of charm. So supposedly, this is this has always been the rumor. Right? She hitched her wagon to him because she knew he was going to go far, and she figured she could ride his coattails if she was his wife. But she understands that like he's not going to do drugs. You know, he's probably not going to kill anyone. But he's gonna fuck around a lot, like he's he's a fuck up, literally. So supposedly, like she understands, but you can't. Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. That's who I'm <laughs> fucking trying to think of. He was in those movies, right? I uh, don't think he was in Reservoir Dogs. Was he in Saving Private Ryan? I'm not sure. I'll, I'll figure that out too. Um. So. But yeah, but so supposedly like Tom Sizemore made the the introduction and uh, he spilled the beans one day and the media went like, what? And then like a few days later, he was like, guys, like I had like a weird moment. I don't know what I was thinking. None of that's true. This was a few days later. And like, that was after Clinton's like, boy, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't think it was that that delightful. Well, no, no, not. Uh, he you probably know what? had like you know a, what? Tom Sizemore. Oh God, was he in fucking? Hold on. But he he was he was in a lot of shit though. He was in fucking um, 
Oh, what's the damn movie? Uh, Natural Born Killers. He was in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he was in Saving Private Ryan, but I could be wrong. I don't know, dude. He's, I don't think he was one of the main characters. He's been in a lot. He's been in 167 films. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go to IMDb, right? You can just Google Tom Sizemore and it pulls up. I know, I know. I just, I like to go to. Yeah, he wasn't Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Made me feel like a fucking asshole. Uh, well, dude, no, so, I mean, I didn't know, dude. I, didn't know I was like, what the fuck was he in? Like, I didn't watch True Romance or whatever the fuck. Natural Born Killers. Whatever. Natural Born Killers, yeah. But, uh, Made by the same guy, though. Right. So, <clears throat> there was a movie called Penn and Teller Got Killed. And he was in in 1989. What the fuck movie? I gotta look that up. I don't know, but. So, yeah. So we want to uh, close this out with the Kathy Griffin stuff. Uh, it's up to you, man. I don't know if we should. It's up to you. I'll, I'm down. If you don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We can just kind of close up. Yeah, let's just do that for now. We'll, we'll get into it uh, the next show. Okay. Well, Bob, uh, just remember to tell the people that we have a contest running. We have a contest. We need to make a video for it. We need to make a video for it. Uh, but basically, we're giving away two posters from Mondo. Posters from Mondo. Two very cool posters. Very and sexy posters. The only things you have to do to get an entry is, one, listen to the show the entire month of June. And fuck at them. I mean, if you're a cute chick. <laughs> just kidding. Just once kidding. Once again, ladies, if, if we're out on a date and you let me know that you like Disney and country music, I will absolutely eat your vagina. For days um, at a time. I mean... I need breaks. You just got to give him some water and some Fruit Loops, and he's good. You can do better than Fruit Loops. I mean, I'm, well, eating, I'm, just, I'm eating that vagina. Like, I'm just I'm, I'm going to do a good job, but hold if on, you're just giving on. me Fruit Loops, maybe some cheesecake. You know, dude, look, honestly, I don't I don't know. I, I can't say that you would be doing a good job, but I, I'm, I'm pulling for you. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a vagina, and I'm not letting you lick it. I mean, I'm not pretending I have a nine-inch dick. I'm just saying I eat good vagina. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> so listen throughout the month of June. We'll have three phrases. He loves me. That you have to uh, mention in the email that you're going to send to us, along with a screen cap of you having subscribed to our podcast as well as to our Facebook page. And the email will say Mondo Contest. And our email is mhogbooking at gmail.com. Yes. And for additional entries, you can subscribe to our iTunes, our Twitter, our YouTube, and I think that's it. iTunes, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. I think I mentioned it. You did? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, uh, oh, and there's also, like, Wayne's going to put together some kind of prize pack. We don't know what's in it. I don't know. It's going to be mystery. It might be, like, uh, a doll made out of Wayne's pubes. You never know. It, it could be good, though. I mean, I don't know when the last time you were shaved was. Is there enough to make a doll? No, not right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, that one might come later. 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 <laughs> later. Right next to Eddie Murphy. So, <laughs> fuck you, Bob. So, yeah. So, I'll get this prize pack put together. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. I guarantee you'll like um, it. Share the share the show. Let people know. Yeah. You know. You like us? It'll be a good contest. Then let everybody else know you like us. All right. So that's been your host, Bob. I've been Bob. I've not been Bob. He is not Bob. And, and remember, remember to, to keep it Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay, then. That's it. <laughs>